0: Welcome, everyone, to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin, of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate, plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. All righty, then, y'all. How are you this morning? Oh, did you survive Memorial Day weekend? Good morning, all y'all. I tell you, it was a good Memorial Day weekend for us. We had our cookout and our family stuff on Saturday instead of Monday, Memorial Day, or instead of um, Sunday after church, that went real well. It it turned out good weather-wise, too, because we um, we had rain Saturday night, kind of late into Sunday morning. So, uh, and then all day Sunday for the most part. And it rained off and on yesterday too. Good morning, Mike, Philippine Nomad. It's good to see you up and about, out and about, I should say. You've had a busy morning over there on, yeah, morning my time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon over there. Saw so you over on Brian's show. I was busy. The sun's coming up now at at six in the morning. So, um, you know, poultry uh, they run their days by the sun up and sundown. So, we had um, a lot of uh, stuff to do this morning with the poultry. Did you have? Do did you do much for um, Memorial Weekend, Mike? A lot of folks will go out to cemeteries and stuff. We had a slight windstorm and a brownout earlier today. Oh, I hate that for you. Hopefully it didn't mess anything up. We've had, we've had, I guess you'd call it brownouts. It's been a long time, but we had uh, a thing where the electric, and I don't remember if it was storm related or not, but there was a series or a um, phase, phase is the word I'm looking for, that um, was out. So like p- part of our electric would work, part of it wouldn't, and you'd have like a real dim light because there was a, a little bit of something coming through. And Miss um, uh, Charleston said that one of the phases was out. So I I don't understand all that. I've I've tried to read Introduction to Electricity and stuff like that, and it just, my brain scrambles. No celebrations, just errands and groceries. Well, yeah, Memorial, Memorial Day is one of those, you know, we've kind of turned it into a celebration. We kind of talked about it a little bit on Friday. And it's supposed to be a somber day, actually. A somber day to reflect on those who... Um, died in in the wars and uh, we've kind of turned it we turn everything into celebrations huh not it's not necessarily bad but you know sometimes we miss the point sometimes we miss the point of what the holiday is supposed to be about so i hope i have all of my stuff turned off meaning that um I won't have any lags today, and uh, I had, was it last Tuesday? I had an awful lot of uh, dead air and stuff because the uh, internet was blinking in and out. So we'll get, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. I do have the Nostra up, so if you guys are over there on Noster having to see me, I will try to check that. If there's anybody over there that uh, wants to say hello or ask a question, this is episode 67 of the Hosting House podcast. It's May the 30th, 2023. And today, um, I kind of want to share a little bit. Let me scoot some stuff on the screen. One of these days, i don't have to get one of those dual monitor gigantic mo- monster things that everybody, keeps get, uh, everybody else has. Um, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, my guest spot on the Modern Homestead podcast project. That was really fun. I sat down for an hour with Rachel Jamison over there uh, a couple weeks ago or so, and and that was posted and it went up actually yesterday. And I've got a link uh, for it down in the show notes today. And um, I'll talk a little bit about that. uh, Talk about the HVAC a little bit. What's going on there and Handling cancellations. If you're if you're uh, considering or you're actually running an Airbnb or a and B in your home, we're going to talk a little bit about cancellations today. Uh, I do have a couple special discounts and uh, uh, packages for the uh, hosting house. We'll talk a little bit about the garden and the ducklings and the poultry and stuff, and some local events and and other things like that today. I'm still trying to fine tune the um, the setup of the podcast and and obviously the YouTube broadcast so that it's it's a little more informative rather than rambling and I know I ramble and I can go off on things I just I love to talk I love to talk and some not everybody wants to hear me just talk so I'm trying to focus that in a little bit and I know over on the fountain. Uh, network fountain.fm things have been a little quiet over there so i want to try to bring those folks back into the mix and and share things that that they want to hear as well so mike says the power came back late afternoon but also in phases lights fridge internet came in first and then more power came later for heavier appliances yeah you know it's just crazy you 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 don't think well i don't i don't Think about uh, the way electricity works and the way, you know, really how much we pull uh, in our electric. I can I can see here in the bunker. I can see our our box, you know. And if the door's open, if he's been doing something, I can see all of the breakers and things. And I think, oh, why can't you just put this in there? And his he <laughs> he knows all that stuff. And sometimes my questions are too um, beginner level for him, and he rolls his eyes. He's like, no, you can't do that because. And then he. He'll tell me, but then my eyes glaze over because I don't understand most of it. So um, I, I'd like to understand more, but it it's just, I don't know. It's the Swiss cheese thing. I know just enough to get in trouble when there's holes in important places of my understanding. <laughs> All right. So I hope that... Um, those of you who are uh, listening on the podcast version of the broadcast today on YouTube or on fountain.fm and Apple Podcasts and Google Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, tune in, on all those, you'll subscribe and uh, be sure to hear all of the podcasts as they come up. I do record, I've been pretty faithful about having a a live broadcast uh, at 10 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesdays and Fridays. Kind of settled into that routine. I'm working on getting more hands-on videos and things on YouTube uh, to discuss some of the things that, you know, some of the foods that we make here and some of the things that we do. Uh, I have a giant list of those videos that I need to be taking care of. But life, it's just life. So I'm hoping that um, I'm, I'm working toward having more of those in the next uh, couple of weeks and trying to get those done and scheduled for upload and, and take care of them. But please subscribe and like, and um, there's different, depending on the program or application that you're using or client, you can, you can like, you can subscribe, you can zap, you can um, tip, you can do all kinds of things to help show your support. Uh, to the topics, to the shows. If, if I bring you any kind of value at all, whether I'm adding new information, whether I'm making you feel happy, would make you think about something, even if I kind of tick you off a little bit, I hope you'll express that with, um, with your likes and with your zaps and with your comments. I'd love to hear more comments. It'd be great. So I ask you to thumbs up, boost, zap, subscribe, share, share, please share the uh the broadcast with your friends and family and and let them know that we're out here and it's not just the bnb we talk about a lot of other things The um i hesitate to call it homestead but uh, we'll get into that a little little more later as we talk about my guest spot on the um on the podcast so we're gonna uh oops sorry I had something pop up on my screen I had to take care of. <laughs> I hate these. Auto- it says, do you want you to, to download now? No, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> so this morning, we're talking talk a little bit about the things here around the home. Uh, we are 220 volt. Our on-demand electric water heater is our heaviest load. I hate I have an electric water heater. And now it's brand new because the other one sprung a big leak. I hate electric water heaters. I would much rather have natural gas, hot water. We've got natural gas heat, and I would rather have natural gas, hot water. I just prefer it. I don't know why. It just seems like it recovers more faster when when you've used a, a lot of hot water, like when you're running a dishwasher, or you're taking a shower or something. But I don't have that option here. In uh, In my next home, maybe I will. <laughs> But uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on around the house today. The, there are, we're actually on our working vacation. uh, Well, Mr. Holstein is, he's off uh, from the, from his employer for the week and on his way down to pick up the components to replace the air conditioning. And he, I think he says sending unit and condensing unit. And I, again, those are things that I personally, have only the experience of looking at it and hearing him talk about it. So I don't, if I get the language wrong, I'm, I'm sorry, but the, we talked before about the condensation uh, leaking into the basement and that's kind of been better, but still it hasn't totally resolved. So he is uh, on his way now to uh, pick up a, a new unit and all the stuff that goes with it, uh, all the um, duct work and stuff that goes with it. So, He's going to a place called loot Supply, L-U-T-E, loot Supply, to get that, uh, to get that stuff. And the current, um, one of the things that we're going to run into, and I say we generously because he's going to be dealing with a lot more of it than I am, uh, probably 99% of it. I may have to hand him some things here and there, help him out like that. But the current air conditioning system that we have uses the old refrigerant that in the United States you're not supposed to use anymore. It's not like they banned it and you had to take it out immediately or anything, but you can't replace it because they, they don't allow them to sell it. And I can't tell you exactly what that is. He's told me what it is several times, um, but you can't buy that particular refrigerant anymore. And you can't just swap out. You can't just add different refrigerant to this. You have to have some kind of a conversion kit or you have to drain it or something. I don't, know all of that, but uh, you can't buy the refrigerant that's used in our air conditioning system anymore. And anybody who may have a supply of it, say you had a unit and then you swapped it out, but then you had a big canister of the refrigerant, um, which most people are not going to have unless you have some HVAC experience and licensing, they're going to charge you a fortune for it because, you know, it's in short supply. Well, he, he has a certification to handle refrigerants, but he doesn't he doesn't have anything to capture it. You're not allowed to just open the, the valve up. And I say allowed. The law says you can't just open up and expose the refrigerant and just let it blow into the air. You have to capture it somehow. Well, he, he has the certification for that, but he doesn't have the equipment for it because he hasn't worked for an HVAC company for a long time. So he's got to be very, very careful when he takes the old uh, unit out. That uh, that he doesn't allow that uh, gas to uh, escape into the air, and it's uh, I mean there I, I don't know if it makes a big noise I don't know how anybody would know that you've done that other than it's a pollutant and we don't want to do that you don't want to do it whether it's the law or not it's just not a good thing for the environment so uh, he's got to be very careful handling that old unit as he takes it out. Um, and there's some kind of valve thing that's just not right now. It's worn, and um, the previous people who worked with it a lot either put it in or whatever. I, I don't know if they they stripped it. I forget how it was, but he said he had to be. We it had a leak last year, or the year before, and he found that the valve was not right, and so he had there was something he had to do to it so that it wouldn't leak, and it's held. But he's got to be very careful as he takes it apart that he doesn't knock that loose and I you know I, I'm simplifying it because you know I don't know all the details but uh, he's got to be very careful about that and he's also going to rebuild the duct work so the duct work that we have now is that flexible stuff it looks like a big aluminum foil tube with insulation in it and it's not it's just dumb to have here in the basement or in it's um it's not designed for the way it's is made to be like in walls and stuff where when you have um, the ductwork exposed like in other places it's in this um it looks like cardboard but it's ductwork board or something and and you you piece that together so this stuff sags and it's got um, um, spots where well sags obviously low it works loose off of the, um, on oh, the little, I don't know what they're called, but they, they go, they're the part that goes to the register that's in your floor. So, and then it goes down into this thing and then it goes out into the ductwork. So it, it sags, it comes loose off of those all the time. And it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. So he's going to replace all of that. So that could cause me to have to either pre-record uh, a couple of, weeks or go to my other office and um and record so i'm gonna have to figure that out because when he's working on that it's gonna be a pain and there's a lot of stuff i have in the way he's gonna want me to move it's gonna be crazy this week but we'll see what we can do to get that all done i can um Oh, Mike says our HVAC industry mostly commercial buildings, residential buildings are concrete all around with no ducts. Home HVAC is mostly window units or mini splits. I have seen those mini split things, and it, to me, it's just a a different way of using a window unit. I um, I think it's it's like um, you can get these portable units that. Um, that sit in the floor and um, you can put the uh, exhaust it has a thing that goes in the window for the exhaust to go out but the actual air condition portable air conditioning unit is on wheels and that just kind of reminds me of that we have one of those for my dad Um, his his air conditioning system is older and it doesn't really do a good job on the whole house and I don't think it ever really did But uh, every so often in the, in the front of his house, it's a, it's a pretty old trailer, but double wide trailer, but it's um, every once in a while it gets way too hot in there. And so he's, we have a a, uh, portable unit set up for him. So that could cause a little headache with the recording of, um, of my shows for the next few days. Um, it it's probably going to take him a little longer to get all the ductwork done than I'm thinking, as I look around at it, because he's got to piece piece these things together and tape them together. He's going to want me to move a lot of stuff. <laughs> this is going to be terrible. I have a lot of junk here, in the uh, in the um, bunker. <sighs> So I'm not sure that we'll be able to address the property uh, that I had want. I had hoped these two things would happen: that the HVAC would be uh, taken care of, and that the uh, property that we have next door, the room where I was telling you has the termite damage, we've got to support the floor. From the way he talks, this is gonna that's gonna be really a major thing. And so um, I'm probably gonna have to be picking up supplies for him, like through not this week, but through the week. Uh, for him to be able to work on stuff uh, in the future. So, I, I don't have a good grasp of construction in that I'm looking at that room over there and I'm thinking, oh, you only need to do this. And he's telling me, oh, no, it's a lot more complicated than that. So, I, I tend to simplify things because I don't have that experience in the construction. Uh, but he's got to rebuild the wall, which I knew, but I thought just to get it supported, I didn't think it would have to be that big a deal, but apparently it is. So I hope we get to address that um, structural work that needs to happen, um, but I'm I'm figuring it probably the HVAC thing here is probably all that's going to be um, accomplished this week, which is still a big big accomplishment. I'll, I'll be glad to have it done. It's just not as much as I thought we'd be able to get done. So. Um, Friday's show might be over at the office. But just doesn't matter to you. (laughs) It's just going to be in a different place for me. So one of the things that, um, as we move on to Holstein House and the the B&B itself, I wanted to talk a little bit about cancellations. Because um, if you're considering hosting, or you already have your bed and breakfast in place, then you've got to consider cancellations and how you're going to handle those. Now, if you're using Airbnb at all, really, and probably uh, the other ones too, I don't use the other ones. It's it's enough for me to be on Airbnb. But um, if you're using one of those uh, programs, then they should have. A, a, an option on ca- handling cancellations that's automatic so that you're not dealing with the credit cards and stuff because Airbnb is your middleman. Um, They have, uh, they've added a few options. So what they do is they'll have like, um, we'll just say strict and then they'll have flexible and strict. Strict would be you book, you cancel, you still pay period. No exceptions. Flexible is gives you a, a window of time. You book and you cancel within 48 hours, you get out scot free. You book and you don't cancel before 14 days of your visit, you got to pay half of what was what would been your um, your room. And then if you cancel with less than, I think it's two days, you get nothing back. So there's stages set in there. And you need to think about this. And if you're doing a B&B or if you're taking um, direct book reservations, you need to have a cancellation policy also. Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with a cancellation. If you're on a route like mine, where I'm very close to a major interstate, well, actually it's two, it's interstate 64 and 77, they run together for quite a few miles, and then they split off in Charleston and go different directions. But this is a, this is a throughway, this is a travel, it's a highway, it's, I'm not in a uh, touristy area. So a lot of the folks that I get are just buzzing in, needing a place to stop, or are familiar with Airbnb like the the idea of a Bnb better than a hotel room and they'll stay one night sometimes too. But I also get cancellations and I was starting to get a lot of cancellations. It's been a couple back when I first started and if they wait to the last minute to cancel you can't rebook your room. So sooner or later you're going to hit that. If you can't rebook your room you've lost your time and your money. You've held that room. You've been preparing to, to have these guests. You've been focusing on that a little bit, and you may have, like I do, you you make sure that you have things purchased. I make sure that I have fresh fruit. I make sure that I have uh, English muffins. If I haven't made them myself, I make sure that I have them, uh, bread and stuff. You know, you have that ready if you're offering breakfast, especially. So you've got time invested in that, um, and you need to have a plan for that because you're losing the room the the money for the room and you're losing the your money the equivalent of money for your time so sooner or later you're going to have to deal with it you're going to have to deal with it you you're going to find that you know you just can't afford to waste time on cancellations then you're going to have to pick uh pick some type of an option I've not had to deal with a major cancellation in several years, but they do happen. And when they happen, like I said, you're losing money and you're losing time. If you can get the room reserved again, or your structure, if you have a cabin or whatever, I always say room, it's what I've got. It applies to your your cabins or your rental facilities, whatever you're using. If you can get that reserved again and get, get, get that booked again, then you're only going to lose a little bit of time. And that time is dealing with the fact that I've had a cancellation. Now you got to try to push, hey, I've got a cancellation all at once. Would anybody like the room um, promotion or something? And if you can't res- uh, get the room reserved or, or booked, you're out unless you have a policy on cancellation. Mine right now is strict. It's strict. It's strict with that flexible window. So it's, I have a full refund for cancellations. If you, if you like book today for next week and you cancel within 48, well, no, know that wouldn't apply. We have to book today for next month and you cancel it within 48 hours. You, you would get all of your money back. Um, As long as the check-in date is two weeks away, okay, Then if you cancel seven days out, if you wait and and let's say you book today for 10 days from now and you cancel in seven days, you get half of your money back. Okay, because I've already started preparing. That's just the rule. And if you you book the day, book the room uh, within a week, so today for this weekend, there's not a week in there, and you cancel, period. You lose it all. So you have, I say you lose it all, but I get paid regardless. So the room, you book the room and uh, you cancel within the weeks. You book the room for Friday, this Friday, and you cancel it within two hours. You're still paying. You're still paying. And that's another reason why guests have got, or potential guests have got to read everything. People will get upset. I booked a room for this weekend, and I had to cancel it, but it says I can't get my money back. Well, that's part of the policy. That's the cancellation policy, and you should be checking this out. Um, I do this on direct book as well. Now, on direct book, I'm dealing to re- with the individual, and I'm dealing with their uh, credit card, myself with Airbnb. Airbnb is handling that behind the scenes. I'm not fooling with it. If they complain to Airbnb, Airbnb is going to look at the cancellation policy and say, this is the cancellation policy. Now, I reached just this weekend. I had a young lady reach out to me on Friday to book for Saturday. Saturday was our cookout. And um, um, the family was coming over. We were eating at two o'clock. She was going to try it. She really wanted to check in late. And again, she actually read and she says, I see that your check-in is by, by six, but I can't get there. Can I get there by seven? And I said, well, seven, I can deal with these. And I explained to her in that uh, back and forth uh, messaging that, you know, the time that we get up and, and the reason that I have my window the way it is. And so she understood. And then she messaged me late on Saturday afternoon that she wasn't going to be able to make it at all. Now, this girl is totally different than the lady that the highly educated woman who was very upset because she didn't understand the check-in process and then left me the terrible review which really you know gave me the big hit on Airbnb which um has negatively affected my percentages there but um This young lady understood that. She had read it, and I could tell she had read it, and I could tell that she understood it. So what I did is I told her, I said, look, I'm sorry you can't make it. And yes, I have a strict cancellation policy. When you come back through here again, send me an inquiry. Since she's wanting to use Airbnb, you can do an inquiry. I said, send me an inquiry, and I will give you a small discount on the room. So I'm not going to tell her I'll give you the room for free or I'll give it to you for half or anything like that, because I don't I really don't want to be in that position. Let's say she books on a major holiday weekend. The next one would be Fourth of July. She doesn't direct book, so she's not eligible for my discounts that I offer for direct book. And she's and, and I have let's say I have promised her, okay, I'll give you half off the room the next time you come she wants to come on a holiday weekend well I have my rates set higher on the holiday weekend I can I can earn more on the holiday weekends and that would be a much bigger hit so I'm not going to um, I'm not going to lock myself into a specific percentage off for her so I just tell her I'm going to give you a small percentage off depending on the weekend heck I may give her the weekend free you know i may give her 10% off i may give her half off but i have not locked myself into a specific percentage uh in our conversation so cancellations you know you like i said you you have to you have to be ready to deal with that you have to also be ready to enforce it it's very it's very tempting when you are um dealing with someone who is canceling and they're feeding you whatever line it may be true maybe made up but they're feeding you whatever line it is that they're feeding you to get uh, to cancel the room to get their money back and um, you you're tempted to do it oh I'm so sorry for this but what you'll find out over time is those stories happen. Frequently. Frequently. Oh, I just can't make it. My mom's sick. My grandma died. All of these. old. The dog ate my homework. You know, you can hear a lot of the same stories because people experience things. They do. But this is business. This is income. You know, at first you may not be comfortable with it, but you have to work on that and you have to be ready to enforce cancellation policies. So the young lady that canceled this weekend did not get any money back. I did not get the room rented. And it was kind of a mixed blessing because I was really tired after getting everything ready for our our family cookout and um, cleaning up after that. And actually, I didn't get it all cleaned up that evening anyway. I just was really very tired from it. And it was a blessing that I didn't have to deal with a guest. I would because when I do these, you know, when you cook for family, you have a mess. You have a ton of dishes. You got to load the dishes. You're trying to clean all these things up. The dogs are in and out. The floor is dirty now because everybody's trod in, you know, grass and stuff. And and uh, you got to vacuum and get ready and uh, feed the dogs, feed the cats, take care of the poultry, run them back. You got all these other things too. And then you know a guest coming. So should I have blocked the room off in hindsight? Probably probably because it was just an exhausting day for me. But you know, in the long run, it's going to work out fine. If she comes back to the area, um, she will, you know, she can message me if she wants to, she doesn't have to. If you're dealing with direct book, you've got to be able to enforce that yourself. You have to be able to stand firm and excuse me, deal with you know if if your guest complains to the credit card company, or their bank, if you if it's a debit card, or how, whatever method they use to pay you. You have got to be ready to stand firm and show that you have a cancellation policy in place, and your guest was aware of it. I have my, po- my B&B policy on the website in its own area, where I refer people back, look, you need to go here and read our policies. I understand them. And then, if you, as long, it's kind of like keeping documentation. You you tell them this in the messages. You have your documentation that you've shared with them. Look, be sure and check the policies, you know, for the for the room, so that you understand what we expect and what you can expect from us. And then, if there's a complaint, you have a leg to stand on. So I'm not saying that they can't get out of it. I'm not saying that dealing with a chargeback or something isn't a nightmare. It can be. But uh, you need to be able to to stand firm on your cancellation policy. I suggest, I really highly suggest that you have a strict policy and only offer a full refund if if they're within, if they're outside of a fourteen day. It is very difficult to promote a canceled room and get it booked within 14 days, unless it's around a major holiday or a major event that may be going on in your area. So that's my suggestion uh, for your direct book um, process. If you are uh, considering or you need to revise your B and B process on cancellations, that's, that's my suggestion. So talking about, um, Holstein house and uh, and booking and and things. We have West Virginia Day coming up. June the twentieth is the day that we celebrate the birthday of West Virginia. It's the day in uh, the United States history where our portion of the state separated officially from Virginia during the period of the Civil War. The war between the states, the war of northern aggression—just depends on your perspective, the area where you were raised, what you call it. There are people who, and and I kind of lean that way, who hesitate to call it a civil war, because a civil war technically is if the, in this case, the uh, the South uh, in the United States, the South wanted to um, overtake. Washington, D.C. and run the entire United States and, you know, take it over. What they wanted to do was secede and create their own country. So I like to say war between the states. Folks down south will say the war of northern aggression because they just wanted to be left alone and the north wouldn't let them. So um, West Virginia became a state on June 20th, 1863. Uh, President Lincoln signed that paperwork. Uh, there are people, actually, who will say that uh, we did not secede, that we did not become a state legally. <laughs> Ever so often that bubbles up, becomes an argument that we're still part of Virginia. There are times I wish we were because <laughs> some of our government here, um, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, politicians. I don't want to get started on that. I could talk about that for hours. But in honor of West Virginia Day, we're offering 10% off your stay if you direct book. You would enjoy 10% off your stay between, your stay has to be between June 16th and 23rd of 2023 during West Virginia's birthday. The 10% will be taken off your total price of the booking. And you can do that. You can book, if you're going to book it, you can do it now until from today's date, which is the 30th of Mar- of May until the 16th of June. So you, your stay would be between June 16 and June 23. It could be one day, it could be two. doesn't matter. Uh, but you have to book the room by the 16th of June and use the promotional code WV day WV day. Oh, wait is it WV day I then I think it's WV10. Oh my gosh, let me check because I've got a couple of different things there. Yep, WV day, 10% off your stay. Yep, WV day. I think I put that wrong in my morning thing. Oh my gosh, I'll have to fix that. Anyway, so you'll enjoy 10% off your total stay and that includes if you opt for the chocolates and coffee package, you would still get, you would get 10% off of everything related to your stay. If you would prefer, to reserve the room with Bitcoin. I will do that. I will invoice you with a QR code and build in the discount. Um, the ca- I will only hold the dates for 24 hours. So if you mess- contact me and say, I want to do this with Bitcoin and I send you the invoice, you have 24 hours to pay that invoice before I release the room to somebody else. So I won't hold it more than 24 hours because that's, that's keeping other people from booking the room. Um, so I will give you an extra five percent off of the regular room rate if you use Bitcoin. So reach out to me. Contact information's in the show notes. And um, just just a reminder: the chocolate and coffee package uh, gets you a spe- your special in-room treat of Halls handcrafted premium chocolates in the room, and whole, uh, almost having whole bean coffee by Coal River Coffee Company. Ground fresh the morning of your breakfast, and um, you can you can get that any time of the year. That package it's it's available all the time, whereas the promotional code has a, a, a an expiration date. So go to robinholstein.com and select Holstein House from the menu, and you'll see the option when you go in and reserve the room, direct book the room for the chocolate and coffee package and you can choose that it's not automatic so you do have to choose it and um, it's good for stays that package is good between for the rest of the year so it but it's not available not these discounts are not available through airbnb these are for direct book guests only what time are we at 10 39 okay all righty and mike says we have the portable mobile ac units too but they're more expensive than window use yes they are Yes, they are. But you can move them around a lot easier. Like I said, we got one of those. Well, actually, it was my son. My son left it here, and I got it cleaned up um, out of his place when he moved to Virginia. It's been a long time ago, but also cleaned it up a long time ago. And I used it here for a little while and then took it over to my dad's when my dad's AC was going down and um, let them use it. And it's still over there. Set it up in the window. All right, now we're gonna talk about the garden and the poultry. I have some slides to show you if I can make them work. So let me see if I can do this. Yeah, oh, let me take that banner off. I forgot about the banner being there. Alrighty, so there is the, oh, it's in the wrong order. <laughs> okay, so this is the hanging strawberries that you see here hanging strawberries on the front porch I put uh, strawberries out and and a blueberry bush out front this year instead of flowers and these this is one of the hanging strawberries that I have out let me see if I can make this there we go that I have out front hanging uh, in place of my geraniums usually I hang geraniums on the front porch and I decided this year hey I'm just going to hang my I hang some strawberries out there and this is one of them which of you can't see the whole thing the point was to show you they're they're the fruits ripening so it had a little bit of fruit on it when we first bought it it's it's uh it's fruited out a little bit more both of the plants have and they look really good and my grandnephew ate a couple of them on saturday so and then let's see which direction are we going we're going back this way backwards this is the pepper plant it's a close-up look at the pepper plant and you will see i don't know if you can see my uh pointer or not probably not but what you see there is a teeny tiny weeny teensy pepper plant that started so this is the back garden in the back garden i've got the peppers i've got the tomatoes and i've got the cauliflower or broccoli thing so that's uh, one of my two pepper plants i only usually only do a couple because i just we like them but we just don't eat them fast enough to have a bunch and i don't make salsa I don't make salsa. Maybe I should. He's wanting to eat more stuff like salsa, so maybe I should. This, you see here, this is my little, what those of you who are listening can't see it, but this is the first little cherry tomato that I have seen this year. So this is not the only one out there, but it was the first one I noticed. So my cherry tomato plants are starting to produce fruit, and I, um, I've, I've got to get them tied up to get them uh, going over the arch. So I think that's going to look really cute once they get going real good. The ch- chickens are going to be able to eat the lower uh, fruit off of there, but then there'll be some higher fruit that we can get to. And so that there's the tomato, there's the pepper again, and there's the strawberry. That's the order I wanted to do those in. And I didn't do it right. So... Uh, there's that. I'm really, really tickled with my backyard garden right now. Now it may change um, as as the season goes. Right now it looks really good. The broccoli asparagus thing is starting to recover from its <laughs> groundhog attack. I, I've set it up where it was less available to the groundhog. And so far they've left it alone. They haven't tried to climb up to get to it that I can tell. And it's starting to make little, little tiny heads of broccoli again. So we'll see how that takes off and, um, uh, and sees how it grows. They're, they're still pretty small, so I don't know how long it usually takes, but it's coming along. It's coming along. The ducklings are, they'll be three weeks old tomorrow. They're growing like weeds. They're about the size of a, oh gosh, I don't know, a duckling, a three-week-old duckling. They're, they're about that big. They're looking kind of lanky, kind of teenagery, kind of, you know, out of sorts looking. Uh, they're still furry and not feathered, so, um, I still have all four. Nothing has happened to them. They all look healthy. Uh, They're getting big enough to run away. The, the Drake is uh, kind of pecking at them off and on. He doesn't want them in their way. They're getting in his way and a couple of the hens are getting aggravated with them because they're big and they're in their way. But I did let them out yesterday for a couple hours into the yard and I was nervous as a cat in a room full of rockers. I, um, I'm just so afraid that something's going to get them. I really am, but I can't keep them locked up in the run all the time because they have to get out there with their mama. They have to learn how to eat the grass and the bugs, which they do. Okay. But there's not the selection in the run that there is out in the yard. And we've had the, the rain that we had, over the weekend, made the run really sloppy mess, which the ducks don't care, but the chickens absolutely hate, and that makes for more dirty eggs because the chickens get the the mud and the nastiness on their bottoms, then they go lay eggs, and it's all over the place. So, um, I do have about a dozen, two and a half dozen eggs to clean now. I've got a hen, one of my ISA Browns, that's going broody again. And I'm trying to break her of that. I don't have a duck egg to put under her. I toyed with the idea of putting a duck egg under her whenever she went broody. And I just, I don't have one. My, my Pekin's not laying right now. I think she's molting. I'm starting to see a few extra white feathers laying around. They do molt a couple times a year. And when they molt like that, they don't generally lay. And her last couple of eggs were smaller. Plus, She's older. She's older. I don't have a good handle on the gender of the ducklings, but I'm going to eventually have to get rid of the drake. I mean, I can't breed the ducklings to their daddy. That would not be good. I mean, I guess I could to sell them, but I could never incubate any of them. I I mean, you wouldn't, that just wouldn't be right. And in the wild, I don't think it would ever happen, but. I guess it could. Ew. That's just terrible to think about. But they'll be three weeks old. I keep thinking they're older than that, but I, I checked the calendar because I had marked the day, their birthday, and, and the day they started hatching, and I'm counting and I'm like, it's only been three weeks. It feels like it's been about five. So, um, but I'll let them out again this afternoon and uh, see how, how they do. Um, And I would do that before, only I was able to contain them better. They were all the same size. So I was able to contain them better. I had a a dog play yard thing that I I set out in front of the coop uh, doors, and I could raise that up and give them extra space, and it would get them out into the grass a little more. And then eventually, you know, when they got big enough to go out. But now they have a mama, but I don't, she can't chase off a cat. I mean, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So they're doing, they're tickling me. They're loud. They're really loud. So I, I mean, when she's not in their sight, man, you can really hear them. I didn't think they'd be that loud. And the porch rails, there's no construction going on now. I did message the contractor the other day and I said, what, do I need to ask for my money back in cash? You know, this is ridiculous. And he sent me a picture of a receipt that showed that the stuff stuff was bought I don't know if it was mine or not but you know he's not here I don't want to go to court I mean I'm just I'm I'm I don't even like to talk about it I just get upset when I talk about it so we're spending the money to get the HVAC done which is going to postpone probably getting the roof on the other building and then if I ever get this contractor paid for this work to get the uh, rails up I mean, I don't even know how much, I know how much I, down payment I gave him. I know how much he, he estimated the job to be, but I mean, he's not here. I, I can't move forward with us. Well, I can, I guess, but I'm just really, really upset about that. But I promised to talk a little bit about, um, being on the, uh, uh, modern Homestead Project podcast, and um, I really, really enjoyed that. The podcast uh, was was posted. It went up yesterday, or it went up Sunday, Sunday, and it, I spent an hour with Rachel Jameson talking about uh, modern homesteading, and she had asked me if I would be willing to talk to her, her and I said, uh, you know, can you define homestead? Because I have a small, uh, it's really a double lot, uh, in an older suburban home or older, older suburban community. And does that qualify? You know, I have chickens, I have ducks, um, I sell the eggs, I have the Airbnb, I grow my own little garden. It's not a big one, it's a little one. And we decided that, yeah, that did qualify. And, you know, she's, uh, she's also the opinion, it doesn't, it's not about acreage, it's about lifestyle. And I agree, I agree. Homesteading used to mean, um, you know, five, ten acres of property where you could have, um, you know, chicken, ducks, rabbits, maybe some goats. And you were making your own uh, soaps, and you were making your own well, food, and you were canning, and all that stuff, and I do all that stuff, and I do all that stuff here at, at Holstein House, and I really, really had a good time talking to her about that, and we discussed um, a lot of the uh, things involved with uh, having a and b in your home, and she, uh, she did ask a lot of questions about, you know, why did you do it, and when did you do it, and what's it like, and, and I really had a good time, and it's a very interesting podcast. I would encourage you to uh, check it out. I do have the links below for that. She has it on uh, Fountain FM, fountain.fm and she has it on YouTube. And I have links for both of those, ep- the episode on both of those in the show notes below. And I encourage you to give it a listen and give it consideration to follow. Um, it was um It was really really nice she she's a she's a good hostess and i really enjoyed talking to her so um, that's the modern homestead project podcast and um, the actually the youtube page is uh, under the redemption permaculture and it's uh, redemptionpermaculture.com they actually have a website for that and they do have their uh, videos and their podcasts and stuff posted there as well so if you go to redemptionpermaculture.com it's all one word and look for their uh, look for their podcasts let's see where did i go oh i was going to talk about where are the events coming up so, well, I told you already that the guests canceled over the weekend and it was a mixed blessing. Um, I was really exhausted from the cookout and the, and the mess that was made there, but it's a good mess. It's a mess in a good way. So uh, there are a lot of things coming up this month in close to my area of West Virginia. This weekend coming, 6th through uh, the 9th, yeah, the 9th through the 11th, I've got the way I've got my dates here, it looked like 9th through 6th of 2011 but it's it's um it's june 9th through the 11th is festival and it is a actually it's all festival occurs on the weekends just about every weekend all summer long and they have different themes to it and uh so from the 9th to the 11th there'll be festival in charleston on the 10th of june and these are all june dates that we're talking about Summerfest at tamarack so Tamarack is a um, is a rest stop and a um, showcase uh, 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 artist artist showcase uh, shop in Beckley. It's just off the interstate. It has its own little exit. the um, The gas station part is the traditional gas station uh, rest stop type of thing with. Um, Place for eighteen wheelers and place for cars, and you go inside, and there's there's uh, fast food, and there's uh, tourism information, and uh, a West Virginia shop there. But if you go around the corner, well, not around a corner, but if if you go around, there's a um, uh, it's not a museum, it's a it's what do they call it? It's um it's a shop. Called tamarack. I don't know why they call it tamarack. We don't grow tamarack trees in West Virginia, but uh, West Virginia artists' um, things are are on display there, from photos to hand carvings to to food, to shirts, to musical instruments, books. Uh, there's just all kinds of things, and so they're all um, juried and uh, all um, West Virginia made products uh, they're kind of pricey but they're they're unique artistic uh works and you know it, really they're kind of, they're worth it they're really worth it because these aren't mass-produced things coming in from china with the label WVU label stuck on it these are things that west virginia artisans make and um, you can get all kinds of stuff you can get cookware you can get bowls you can get spoons you can get um like i said food like West Virginia honey and West Virginia jellies and West Virginia, um, you might even be able to get some moonshine up there. I'm not sure because you can sell, you can make and sell moonshine. You got to get the right licenses and stuff. But but they have it out there. It's uh it's a great place um, to stop and look and learn about the culture of West Virginia in its arts. Then. Uh, On the 10th and 11th in Lewisburg. Now, Lewisburg is a little over an hour's drive from me. So it's still within reason, but it's the West Virginia Renaissance Festival that's happening in Lewisburg. Then on the 12th, through the 18th. Again, we have festival in Charleston. Like I said, they have different themes for different weekends. Then in Madison, now Madison is about a 45-minute drive from Holstein House, is the West Virginia Coal Festival, the 13th through the 16th. Now that's going to be good. That's a great little cultural event, the Coal Festival, because West Virginia, we had some of our most prosperous times during the boom of coal. Uh, for the United States provide. And granted, the people who were down in the pits digging the stuff out were, were just barely scooting by. But as a state, we really prospered during uh, the coal boom of the 60s and 70s it, it, and parts of the 80s. Uh, it, was, it, was really, it was really good. And the Coal Festival down in Madison is an excellent cultural place or cultural event. Uh, on the 15th of June, Uh, rolls on the river. It's a pepperoni roll festival in Charleston. It's part of the theme of festival that weekend. And I can do a pretty mean pepperoni roll. And I may tag that to, to make that a weekend thing here at Holstein house that I can provide you, make you some homemade pepperoni rolls. Those are always great fun. There's the Yak Fest in St. Albans. St. Albans is about 20 minute drive from from us uh, from on June 16th and 17th. The 17th is the Wine and Jazz Music Festival in Charleston. That's always a big hit. The 20th through the 24th is the West Virginia Freedom Festival in Logan. Logan is a little longer of a drive. It's, It's closer to an hour from me, depending on the part that you're going to. Then in Summersville, which is about a half an hour drive, on the 22nd through the 24th of June is the West Virginia Quilt Festival. Then for the 4th of July weekend, we start with June the 30th through July the 2nd is the Mountain State Art and Crafts Festival in Ripley. That has been going on for decades. It's it's a great uh, cultural event, the Art and Crafts Fair out in Ripley. It's been going on forever. You can get everything in the world out there that's legal to buy. And uh, art, artistic stuff, crafts, they have gorgeous mu- music, and I mean, it's just really fun. The Carnival foods and stuff too sometimes then on the also on the 30th but through july the 4th it's the stern wheel regatta in charleston now the stern wheel regatta used to be a gigantic big thing I mean, it got up to about 10 days or 14 days at one point, and they had boat races, and they had auto things, auto shows, and food, and carnival rides, and and musicians, and stuff. I'm not sure who the headlining musician is, if they have one this year, but uh, that's always fun, and Charleston's about a 15-minute drive from here, so that's always fun to go to. We get a little later in the year, September and October, we get some runs and stuff like that, that... um, that are, are going on in the Charleston area. So we're starting to wind down a little bit, a couple minutes, we'll get done here. Uh, I want to remind you that if you are traveling to or through West Virginia on the West Virginia Turnpike on the Interstate 6477, um, if you're looking for a place to stay or if you're coming this way and, and you're trying to find a spot, look up Holstein House. Go to robinholstein.com select Holstein's house on the drop-down menu, and I would rather you direct book. Direct book gets great discounts and and better value, but if you want to use Airbnb, that's fine. We accept Airbnb. It's no big deal, Uh, but you know, direct direct book eliminates that middleman, and uh, you get some specials. Like I said, our chocolates and coffee packages is just one of them. Uh, I told you about that, about being on Modern Homestead, uh, next week our john 1721 project at the church starts that's on tuesdays and thursdays i haven't quite decided i i may have to i may pre-record my tuesday show for the next couple of weeks while we're doing that uh, depending on if i've got one of the other church members that can come and let the folks in next tuesday for sure i need to be there the entire time they start at 10 so I'm probably going to pre-record next for next Tuesday haven't decided that yet I'd love to get a guest on if I can and do a pre recorded with a guest um and uh and get that uh get that up and set to um go live uh next Tuesday so that's um that's going to be our our workshop on food and nutrition with the kids out uh, in cooperation with the west virginia state university i've got to get some advertisements out on that as well so i'm hoping to have uh, i'm going to check my email here in a minute and see if we've got anything back because it's kind of early though because it's yesterday was a holiday so if you'd like to be a guest i mean just to come on and talk it'd be great uh you're more than welcome we'd like to have you here on holstein house um talk about just about anything. It doesn't have to be uh B related. It can be, you know, um, Bitcoin. It can be uh, web pages. It can be email. It can be just about anything. I, we've got uh, that we can talk about. I do want to recognize HJ. HJ has been very supportive of me over on fountain.fm. And I hate to, uh, to miss uh, uh, acknowledging those who have, uh, who have provided uh, special support for us over here. The, um, the, uh, um, Zaps over on Noster, uh, I really appreciate those as well. I, it's, it's impossible to rattle off everyone's name over there. But uh, I, do, I do appreciate you guys very much. If I tried to list everybody, I would probably only have about two minutes of a show because I do get a lot of support over there. Not in huge volume amounts, which is not what it's about, but a lot of acknowledgments over there. People will zap a couple uh, sats here and a couple sats there, which are just fractions of a cent. But it's enough to know that, that they listened and they liked what they heard. So there's also, for you guys who are listening to the podcast there's a promotional code for podcast listeners uh regardless of where you hear it it's podcast five if you direct book with uh with us through uh, uh robinholstein.com uh, and you direct book you can use pod, podcast five as a promotional code and get five percent off you don't get five percent on top of the ten percent that i listed earlier but yeah you can you can do that at any time that is a live uh, promotional code that can be used at any time Don't forget the Etsy shop over at holsteinhouse.etsy.com. We've got a lot of great little merch over there and we appreciate your support for that. So I'm going to wrap it up and uh, thank you very much. Be sure and check out the, um, the Modern Homestead link in the show notes below and you make it a great day. Hey, Mike, you make it an awesome day over there too. And we will see you again on Friday Live Unscripted.